Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey you guys, this is Gordo. This is a wonderful little swap cast. I was graciously invited to go on the Powerful and Mighty Tinfoil Hat podcast with Sam Trivoli, XG and Johnny Woodard. And yeah man, we uh, we tow it up. Tow that shit up, son. It was in the sweaty, sweaty summer of 21. I remember the summer of 21. The lockdowns were easing. Peoples was going out in heaven. I don't know, handshakes. Milkshakes and... All, all type of mess of outside fun. I remember it was sweaty. They brought us beer. <laughs> I remember <laughs> the summer of 21. <laughs> we felt like free men for that day. Uh, it was a weird one. Weird one this summer. Um, but yeah, this is from a time when I had just set up uh, the new TCG Towers. And we were having the crank with Sam online. We were reduced to making stuff online. Um but now, you know, we're all back in business. Uh, loads of episodes coming at you for Q4. This Swapcast is one of many that's going to be coming out in the next I don't know, eight, 8 to 10 days. I have a fucking load of them. I have a fucking rag of them. I've been doing nothing but uh, appearing on shows for all of June, July, August, and September. Uh, we recorded uh, Project Bluebeam, uh, Mystery of the Pyramids, a Vampire's Halloween special episode. Mwah! Deep dive job. And then I have a bunch of true crimes and stuff as well. And uh, hopefully I'll get this internet fixed and we can get back to live streaming. But for now, you can enjoy this wonderful little jaunt where we're talking about, uh, I don't know, the, Irish, <laughs> the control of the Catholic Church over Irish you know, politics and being a being an adult. <laughs> and uh, obviously, you know, a little bit about propaganda and the culture war and all that kind of stuff. It might be a blast from the past. I may have made some predictions in June that may have come to pass. Uh, but remember... This is Summer 21, and this is a Swapcast with Sam Tripoli, a tinfoil hat. If you want to follow him or find his show, uh, the links and stuff will be in the description below. In the meantime, I hope you enjoy. Uh, more episodes to come. Love you guys. Thanks for listening, and uh, enjoy the show. We got a great show, Gordo. It's a fun conversation. It's just a conversation. It's a. It's kind of, uh, you know, I don't know what he's... he's it's it's a, he can talk forever and he's wonderful at it. He's from those conspiracies guy Gordo. Uh, enjoy the show. All right, so let's get into it. Super excited to have our returning champion back. One of the uh, you know, what, dude, the guy does not get as much heat as he should be for <laughs> some of the people that should be mentioned for the Mount uh, Rushmore of the show. He always does come on, always drops some real fucking hammer, and uh, I, I'm going to throw his hat in into the discussion. 
I think he should be included, and I'm very excited to have him on. Please welcome Gordon Rochford. How are you, brother? What's going on, boys? Back in the house. I think me and Eddie Bravo are, are uh, fighting for uh, how many people, <laughs> the most people on, on episodes. I think it was on episode four, Sam. Yeah. Uh, and then 11 and then 19 and then something else. Yeah, you've but, been um, on, I think you've been on at least four times, right? At least. I think I think this might be six. Damn, you're, in the, the you're into the Bush one. We did. Six yeah, Guest Club. That's pretty awesome, dude. Thank. Yeah. Well, uh, obviously you're you you have a wonderful show called Those Conspiracy Guys. Uh, you're one of the OGs of this whole thing. You were uh, you were yeah. killing it back when uh, this show started. So that was like it was a really great thing that you came on to our little show, and I'm so happy you're doing well. And word on the street, and the streets are talking. You're on Rockfin now, huh? Yeah, man. I I took the soup. They. Uh, oh. The guy came around and he was like, hey, man, just try this just one time. It's totally not addictive, man. Let's go. Uh, no, if you knew Jaime, hey, that's exactly. You rock fins. <laughs> so, Sorry. So, yeah, that's what's happening. I'm getting ready to put the whole uh, the whole back catalog on there. And I was talking to the boys, Daniel and stuff over there. And, uh, yeah, so those conspiracy guys on rock fins going to happen. I hear you're the king of rock fins, Sam. I am I'm blessed to be part of the people that are trying to grow it over there. We're growing comedy. Yeah, I'm, for sure. I'm the head of comedy development. And we're on the street. We got a uh, big name signing very soon. I'm very excited to have that on and names are coming. So I think by this time next year, we're going to see a whole, all the savages there. And I hope yeah, that bye. it keeps growing and uh, does well. There's already player hating out there. You know, sounds like my guarantee is uh, a rock fin will be the, be the new blue check mark. I don't even know that that cuz I think blue check marks have a negative connotation now. Like they're sellouts. You gave them a negative connotation. I did? Yeah. No way, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, well I mean I I did for sure. Am I wrong though? No, no, you're completely right, but everyone always says and whenever every time someone brings a blue check mark, they always got a blue. And those blue check mark motherfuckers yeah. and they're talking just like, yeah, it's like you. an impression. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also own uh I, I realize yeah, so that's my whole thing. I love, I love, um, I love it over there, and it's got a lot of growing to go. And you're perfect for there. Uh, we were, ta- we, we were. Ta- first of all, uh, congratulations on having a, a baby. How great is that? It's brilliant. My pelvic floor is just about back to normal. I'm really, I'm really happy about it. I'm not sneezing and pissing myself no more. But, um, yeah, Rena Joy. She's uh, almost five months old, and she's great crack. Getting the laughs and the giggles and the, you know, she's not just like a, a milk-sucking meat bag anymore. <laughs> you know, when they come out first, they're all wrinkly and, and demanding. Um, <laughs> like some like some LA club bitches just like, <laughs> just give me what I... But uh, yeah, so this is, this is a, you know, a joyous time in my life. Uh, we moved house from Dublin City out to the far, far country. It'd be like moving from fucking uh, SoCal to like Montana. Uh, basically so we're out in the middle of the country in ireland um i think one of the times when I, we, we did a show i was i was broadcasting from a ted kaczynski-esque wooden cabin at one point so now we're in a real house uh, back in that kind of area and uh, we're building tcg towers mark three uh, the third reich i think that has bad connotations as well like blue check mark but yeah the, 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 the towers are behind me they're let, yet to be illuminated uh we're getting the, the, the studio back up and running and getting uh, some new shows recorded. It's been a fucking journey, lads. And you guys are absolutely pumping out shows. Much respect to the fucking, uh, the swarm and the struggle and the grind. 
Thank you. Uh, but yeah, those conspiracy guys is happening, man. Life is good. It's getting better all the time. And there's nothing wrong with just uh, hitting the pause button for a second to take care of uh, the things that matter. And, you know, it's just so interesting because I have so many of my friends that I love that I don't align up politically with. I don't really like any political group. Uh, But, you know, I have friends who are deep on the left, very, very deep, deep on the left. And, you know, a lot of them are, you know, it's just it's very interesting when female talk about not wanting to have kids because i think that's a very big thing for them and you know you and i just think about the pure love of having children and i don't think you should have to have children unless you want to have children but the notion of what children are and 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 the quote-unquote burden that they are just seems like a lot of propaganda to me because i mean i have two kids and you you know I posted a video on Instagram the other day about this this dad who supposedly works like three oh, jobs. I saw that. That was great. And oh, who, yeah. who, who's and cutting onions? Okay. <laughs> 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 who's cutting onions? And he gets his daughter a dress, and she doesn't even grab the dress. She just grabs her dad, you know. And she and like the the feeling of providing for your kids as a man is like there is no higher drug than that. It is the best feeling in the world. And I always see my female comic friends are like not having kids. So excited about it. And I just write kids are the best Think <laughs> you know, and I just worry that there's some propaganda out there because kids aren't for everybody and that's totally fine. But you know, well, you know how you know it's propaganda though is because they have to broadcast it like that. You know what I mean? That tells you that there's that's, there's some cognitive cognitive dissonance there with them. Like there's yeah. something inside of them is like, eh, maybe, maybe well, they're not making a good choice. And they also say it like they're like a, a crackhead saying that he doesn't want to smoke crack right exactly. now. They're like, yeah, 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 yeah I don't want them kids. I don't well, I don't need any. I don't want kids, right? I don't, right? I mean, what do they tell people or females? What's the most important thing in in your life? Your career? That's a lie. Ask most people to tell you, your friends and your family. That's I, just what they tell. You. Once your again, career. Xavier Guerrero making contact going yard. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Yeah. I could not agree more. I, I say this all the time. You know, Dana, Dana had just lost a friend of hers or her high school buddy. She's, you know, at that age where her like the girl on the block that she grew up with has passed away. And it's super tragic. It is super beyond tragic, right? And she's like, what is my legacy? Because she's going through her own life stuff right now, which we all do, right? And I just want to say to her is like, you know, something that really resonated with me. It was some. It was after Brody passed away. And I saw this quote. I believe it was from uh, um, uh, Clint Eastwood. He goes, if people knew how little people talked about them when they passed away, they wouldn't give a shit about their legacy. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, very rarely do you do anything that lasts over time enough that people are talking about that you should only care about your career. I mean, you talk to older, elderly people, especially ones that have, like, they know the end is coming. And they go, what's your biggest regret? They go, I work too hard. I work too much. And it's like all the other little things, you know. It's just keeping it, uh, keeping it general, you know, talk about like what, what Jordan Peterson talks about. Uh, we're getting right into the <laughs> the pillars of misogyny. XG is like, bitches want babies. And I'm like, Jordan Peterson. But um, it's like, uh, you know, the value of life and the value of, of your legacy is not 
what you make it's who you are and like you said people won't remember <laughs> most people won't remember you when you're dead but all these people that like with, trying to stay general all these people that are saying i don't want babies there's a lot of um like anthropogenic global warming propaganda that's allowing them to i guess co- like coalesce with the news that hey your life is not uh, stable enough to be able to sustain a child right now and instead of complaining about it because you're seen as like less than, you'll turn that into a positive aspect of your life. Like, yeah, well, I didn't even want kids anyway. Or the the best thing you can do for the environment is not have a child because it's the biggest like carbon footprint that a person can create is another person. So there's an awful lot of like convenient uh, <laughs> propaganda factoids around not having kids. Uh, somebody there, like I think, what was her name? Alana Glazer, one of the girls from... Um, from that uh, broad, city. Uh, broad city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was all like, I'm never having kids. And she had a stand-up special on Amazon Prime, which was wo- woeful. Was uh, it a stand-up uh, special or was it just her talking for an hour? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to be honest. There was hour. nothing special. Yeah, about yeah it. It, was it was just like, her yeah. talking for an hour. Let's be honest. I mean, and uh, she's like, yeah, I never have kids. The best thing you can do for the environment. And now she's on Instagram, like rubbing her bump and flicking her nips. <laughs> Hold on. She's having a kid now? Yeah, she's pregnant now and she's on Instagram and going, yeah, you know, like, so it, it, it just, it's one of those things, like, you can't fucking, none of us have uteruses, uteri, uh, so we can't exactly judge. <laughs> so if somebody wants to go like, hey, I don't want to have a baby, it doesn't have to be a fucking, you know, a political standpoint. You're not in pussy riot by not <laughs> fucking accepting some man's fucking love beans I totally agree and as I said that I'm like I'm sounding like women have to have kids I'm not saying that at all I am yeah. firmly behind if you don't have kids don't have kids don't, but yeah, it choice, seems but, to be but, there's this propaganda that having children drum. is yeah. like the worst like it's just hell and I don't know. I mean, I, I, I can only speak to me. I had kids later, so I, I, I'm so in love with doing it that I'm so thankful for it. You know, that maybe yeah, if I had it. Sam, if you if you had had your twins 15 years ago yeah. when you were doing fucking three foot rails of coke. Yeah. Like, there's, there's no, there's no they were six, you, they were six footers. <laughs> <laughs> Get it right. I want a line of coke as tall as I am. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, Oh my god Like it's gonna Like (laughs) imagine having a baby You would be able to change diapers Super fast One with each hand You'd be like wiping Fucking ambidextrous shit Like But you wouldn't have The emotional capabilities To be able to relate to them You wouldn't have the patience To relate to your missus Like there's certain times in people's life, like years ago, lads would have that. Boomers would have a, have fucking five kids at like 26. And then all those kids end up fucked up because the, the person hadn't had a chance to put all the toys back in their own toy box before Dude, they that's started a great having kids. Statement. In their own minds, was fucked up and they're, and they're just leaving their shit on the next generation. There's also like socioeconomic factors. There's also fucking, uh, you know, like uh, so societal factors. People want to live their life. They want to experience stuff. They don't want to just get a job and have that job for 45 years. <laughs> the same job and never have any like self growth or any kind of like you know uh, career uh, options because they're like well we, I have to keep providing income I can't live on uh, you know beans on toast yeah. <laughs> or fucking t- crostinis or some shit uh, for, for a year and a half while I learn how to do such and such a skill so I can turn that into like a, you know a, a small business there's more opportunities that way but I think no more than the uh, fat acceptance movement are you know this this kind of uh, uh, what would you call it 
I, I, that, something that I find unsavory is like the drag queens reading stories to kids <laughs> in libraries. I think that's just a little bit unsavory to me. Uh, but that's all seems to be accepted because it's like, well, this is a way of life and this is how people live. And they're happy doing that. I, I, I'm, I I'm not for that. it. I, I'm, I'm like, against. If you're it. happy letting your kids get read to Adria, or if you're, you know, if you want to be like 600 pounds and get brought around on the back of a golf cart, <laughs> tied, tied up with cable ties to the back of a golf cart to go to the fucking store on a, like some kind of weird, you know, 1100 cc rascal fucking shopping cart, cool. But like, don't proselytize to other people that that's a good way to live, and that's a, a great way to be, and like, life should be lived like that because you're that way. Uh, I think no more than conspiracy theorists shouldn't be like, bro, you gotta fucking believe. If people want to wear masks, let them wear masks. Don't be fucking, you know, this binary opposition of society where people are like, if you don't believe what I believe, we can't communicate, we can't be friends, we can't integrate, we can't fucking cooperate we can't converse you were saying sam a lot of your friends are on the left there's been a weird you know divide and conquer thing going on where people are being put in boxes and it, it may be boxes of race or political ideology of you know um scientific belief which is now turned into some kind of weird religious kind of structure where where you believe in science or not believe in science like it's some kind of weird scripture <laughs> you know like joseph smith is like the exosomes <laughs> for the covid virus are a certain size and they're like we believe it because it's in the book like it's you know and then and then fauci comes out and like he's telling lies so now the people who believed are, are shown to be you know charlatans they're shown that you know everybody's arguing there's this binary opposition and I think in the before times, people could exist and converse and go, well, I don't agree, but come on, let's go for a beer. And now it's like, well, I don't agree. I'm going to hit you with a stick, <laughs> which is the, the modern con uh, uh, conversation. I think if people don't want to have babies, just don't have babies. But like, don't fucking make other people not want to <laughs> feel guilty for having babies, which is a weird thing. You know who wants you to have babies now? Well, more babies? China. Remember China had yeah. a one kid policy? Not no more. I wonder why. War. I mean, that's war. Exactly. They're, They're not dumb. Yeah. Ready, man. yeah. They're going uh, up to three kids. It's like yeah. children mandatory now. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. people don't want them. People in China are like, wait up. They Have you been money. to China, dude? You can't. You think New York City's bad? China's like, there's just huge. There's like a hundred cities, they said, with like 20 million people. Like, think about that. And not all of them are like modern, like hip cool uh, metropolis some of them are like 20 mil farmer towns like think about that dude that's china and i don't have a problem with china i listen dude i i can tell you you go over there there's a lot of anti-red propaganda going up to, to get us riled up to want to fight them I don't like the communist government. The Chinese people, I have been there, are wonderful people. And like when you hear about, you know, when you hear about what North Korea says about us, and who even knows if that's real? And I would tell you it's probably not. I bet you've met some people in North Korea, wonderful people. Who do you have problems with? People. The government, dude. It's the government. I'm over getting yeah. in wars because the government wants me in wars. And I just feel, I just feel. And it could be part of the game as well. Like we're turning the corner and people are waking up to a lot of the bullshit that's going on because yeah. there's a permanent record with the internet. And that's it's my starting be, It's starting to become, it's starting to become more um, accountable. 
like the the information that's out there can be checked and rechecked and the um orwellian memory hole doesn't work as well when there's people making like archives of the websites uh there's a lot of these when, when, when fauci got stung there with the old emails i think a few more thousand of them were released today i haven't had a chance Ooh. to have a, have a look um there's a second dump you know and when all that stuff came out the you know the New York Post or the New York Times and CNN and um, the Huff Post and all of these websites all went back and started like changing the headlines, just rewording it so they don't look like fucking dickheads for, <laughs> for coming down and going like this is the way we all have to wear three masks. Fauci said so, like some kind of weird bishop of COVID where he comes in and he he fucking you know uh, pr- proselytizes the sacred scriptures, and uh, everyone had so much faith in him. And, like, information doesn't, I don't think is as valuable anymore because it's become so subjective. If you're tying up information, like absolute fact, to an emotive, subjective, uh, a, a modus in the human brain, that means that, like, you can say something that's factual and the person who hears it can believe it or believe it not. Like, that, that, that's, not, that's never happened, I think, before in... in human existence apart from in some kind of like religious you know oligopolies or some kind of like uh, um uh, what do you call it a uh, uh, like an ethnocratic state or some kind of re- religious like ireland was like um you know super religious and all the laws were made around r- religion like a bishop got to write the fucking constitution with the president <laughs> so he's all like oh yeah no we'll make it so that like everyone is free except for women who get pregnant out of wedlock they'll go into like a factory forever and we'll take their babies and sell them to rich americans like they were that was in the fucking in the laws you know and um that the, the subjectiveness of information when it's tied to people's emotions like you can put out something that's demonstrably true and then manipulate its truth by making people feel differently about it because the easiest thing to manipulate is people's feelings not the truth but the feelings i uh i i agree i think the human ego is a motherfucker i think it's super powerful and the refusing to admit when you're wrong i mean like how many people in the q movement are 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 just eating crow right now you know but i mean like i i like to look at it a little different than they do uh, I think a lot of the people in that movement, I said before, pulled out their energy and their money and their attention to the system that is corrupt, uh, you know, but a lot of them may crow. Some of them will admit it. Some of them won't, man. But we see that happen all the time, man. Well, what's, the, what's the next step, though, in that, Sam? You know, like I, I interviewed uh, uh, Dave, Dave Hayes, who's who's um praying medic, who was like one of the preeminent Q yeah. You oh, know, yeah. He uh, he. Uh, it was analyzers. his brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had a whole business all around it, like the incentive for money. Like that was his full time job, presumably. Um, and there's a lot of people that had these channels, like Patreon, like uh, basically cut off anybody that was ha- that had a Q based show, uh, because they're like, well, fuck you, storm the capital is all you have to fucking kick you <laughs> off now, shit. Um, so like all of that stuff. If, if you were a regular person with a regular mind who didn't mind being wrong, who was like, oh, Jesus, well, that didn't happen. So um, let's go look at this again. Like rebrand yourself, say like, hey, I was wrong. But wasn't it a fun ride? It was like, you know, we were deco- it was like it was like decoder rings and fucking, you know, this kind of shit. Uh, let's fucking, you know, have fun with this code. Try to crack this code. No, 
now they're going, uh, listen, Trump is the real president still. Uh, Biden is a robot. And, uh, you know, like he's all the speeches he makes are deep fakes. And Obama's like giving him what he's supposed to be saying in an earpiece. And it's an actor. Trump is the real president. Uh, fucking Ellen and Oprah and, and all, all these people, they're all on house arrest. That's why their TV shows are being cancelled. They all have fucking, you know, ankle breath. Like it's going so mental into trying to maintain that version of reality that got dashed on the rocks uh, after the election. That, that it seems like now it, it, it has reached that cult status where those people are emotionally attached to that reality. They were so ready for that to be true that when it didn't come true, they were heartbroken. And now they willfully disregard truthful facts because they don't want their emotional core to be destroyed. Like it's the self-preservation, it's emotional self-preservation. 100%. It's also like self-abuse, you know? 100%, dude. 100 percent dude gotta live your life uh, your head on a swivel man and you know i'm not here to be right you know i'm not i'm just here to hear information and sometimes information changes the views i have on stuff and but do you fall do you find that you're getting fallout now from all like like when you started i started in 2014 right with those conspiracy guys we're knocking on uh i think almost 40 million career downloads right for the whole time how we're awesome and crazy is that fucking bananas man and my shows are like six or seven hours long so that's like hundreds of millions of hours <laughs> that motherfuckers are sitting listening to make me making jokes about my dick and stuff you don't do right? podcasts you do days yeah yeah <laughs> it's a full they're day. good though they're Strap deep in. deep deep yeah deep. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Some good shit <sighs> so like and you guys are what nearly at 500 hours. this is like 467 or something yeah. so the tinfoil hat like you're pumping them out daily and nightly and ever so tightly you got fucking Sam, you got like nine shows, bro. You got you caught Brian Callan falling through the net. Or like, Brian, come on, man. I'm saying Give me your Forget hand. It. Forget it. <laughs> yeah. It's like Indiana Jones going, Leave the cup, Brian. Give me your hand. But but it's the holy grail. Leave it, bro. Leave it, bro. She's 60, bro. Give me your hand. I'll save you. The swarm will fucking mind you, like, right? And uh, and, Bre- and Brendan Schwab is like he's at the getting really old really quick, and Sam is just like, bro, he chose poorly, bro. He chose poorly, right? <laughs> and uh, like like all of the like all of these all of these shows that you have on, like eighteen months ago, were fucking whoop whoop good t- fucking happy days, fun times. Let's smoke a bowl and listen to Sam talk shit with some dude. Who, you know, who has some, or some chick who has some fucking crazy book that they want to sell. They'll come on the show. They'll say all the stuff. You'll be like, my mind is melted. Thanks very much. See you next week. Right now, people are going, Sam Tripoli is fucking, uh, what would you say? Uh, radicalizing America's youth by giving them false information. When do you think you'll have the first like Tripoli mass shooter? Oh, oh don't say no. that. Don't, don't put it, it into the universe, think, bro. Think about, that, think about that motherfucker that was that that, that did that uh, mosque shooting in New Zealand. He was like, whoop whoop, PewDiePie, da, 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 and he fucking rattled a load of Muslims in in that mosque, right? Like PewDiePie had to be like, oh, so sorry about that. Uh, I, <laughs> it wasn't me. Like he had to fucking have an apology, and that's like PewDiePie who's just playing Minecraft and shit, and some lad said his name, on, uh, you know, on a GoPro before he shot Muslims. Like, what happens if somebody comes out and goes, like, just starts shooting up a bunch of fucking, like, shoots up, like, a, a 
like some kind of like Jewish holiday or some shit. And, and he was like, Alex Jones sent me. <laughs> Fucking eating them, eating them babies, motherfucker. <laughs> like, what, what, like, what does Alex Jones do then? Like, you know what's interesting about inside, that, dude? Imagine? I think it's huh? an interesting question. And I, I, with great power comes great responsibility. And, mm. you know, for a dude who is really not that smart, and that's me, uh, flunk first grade, has no clue of grammar, and I'm just like, I'm just just trying, I'm white-knuckling this whole thing. Yeah, but you're a conduit for this information. You're a fucking lightning rod of this stuff. Nobody else could put it together the way you do. You might not be a fucking academic when it comes to conspiracy yeah, theories. I, I, I would say I'm not. This might not right? is a strong, like, uh, way too much hope. Yeah, like there's some possibility. Yeah, there's like maybe, the, you, yeah. You, when you say might not, that gives hope. Nope, I'm, it's, I, it's I'm out. Just, I'm just being, you know, a small bit generous. But what I'm saying is, you're a fucking lightning rod of motherfuckers who are like, hey, Sam, I am good at this can i come work for you you're like yeah bro you're like hey this guy wrote a book about fucking simulated universes i know nothing about it get him on like let's fucking go like you're making it happen in a way that nobody else has done Thank before you, i do surpass so many other people and like, there's like a fuck i, I keep getting this like uh, messages of like quality you know like you're not a real conspiracy theorist unless you dot 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 are like we believed in you and now you say that this is not real like we've lost faith in, and I'm like, who said that that was the thing that I was supposed to be? So like, yeah, the people put shit on you, dude, you know, yeah. and that, As but let me just say this real quick before you uh, put out to the world that this stuff, I, my whole thing is, is like knowledge is power. I don't like getting mm. lied to. And if you want to change the world, you got to change it from within. You know, yeah. and that that to me. So if anyone went and did something stupid like that, that would be not from anything I say, because that's not who I am. If war no. comes, if war comes. Right. And there is a day where war comes and the lizard people, uh, you know, mount war against the masses. Then I grab my gun and I run. You know, I kiss my kids, say, hey. You know, remember me, dude. Here's the passwords to my crypto. <laughs> Enjoy it. And I hope I come home. But if I don't, I just know I tried. And I run Leave into my and, history and remember me. Yeah, tell them, <laughs> tell them of my fucking fortunes, dude. You know, and I just run. But you know that that to me because like, uh, you know that's why I didn't go to. That's why I did not go to January six. I was like, this does not seem like good energy, dude. And I how, how is it how is it morphed from the shit we were talking about two years ago, which is like internet interdimensional fucking pedophile blood sport, mm -hmm. right? F like frazzle drip Hillary Clinton is is a, you know what Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself, right? Uh, fucking nine eleven is an inside job. The the you know the moon might be a, a secret Nazi base because like Operation Paper brought Nazis over and and they made NASA uh, like all of those things like the, the evidences are there. To prove them right in right. the way that conspiracy theorists would be like, yeah, I can, you know, I can get on board with that. It's not like gospel truth. It's not stuff that people will hang their hat, their life, their livelihood, their well-being, their career, like th their actual life. Like they'll die for it. They'll go to prison for it. <laughs> now it's now it's like it's like some weird like conspiracy kaida, you know, where like there's people willing to kill and die. There's people willing to like go to battle wearing an American flag and say that Alex Jones sent me or say that like, do you know, uh, uh, Steve, <laughs> Stephen Crowder, <laughs> Stephen Crowder told me to do this. Like, you know, that, that, that to me is bananas.
it has come so, this conspiracy theory has come so far that it's come out of like listening to podcasts and stuff where people are actually there's action like before we were hoping I hope somebody uses the promo code so I get paid by the sponsor yeah. that's the action I want and now they're like I hope they don't shoot anybody and shout out my name on the live stream do you know yeah I, I, I think it is weird I also think that there's if there's stuff going on in the news, you hear about it. My question is, why is it on the news? How did it get the news? And what dark hands involved with it? And that's just me, and I, maybe that's just crazy Sam again. But, you know, all this stuff where somebody, you know, it's like when the guy yelled in, in, in um, you know, the, the Orlando gay nightclub yelled, oh, my God, you know, Al-Qaeda. And then it turns out his father was, like, working with the, the Obama administration, which there are pictures of that, you know, and the yeah. FBI knew about it. It's like, to me, it's like, why are they saying that he yelled at Alex Jones? What is that about and stuff like that? I, so, you know, I make no illusions that my show at the number it's at maybe a little bit more, a tiny bit more due to taking it off of YouTube. Our, our numbers took a hit and we'd like to get audio up to that level, but that's about mm. it. I have no desire to be a crowder and not that I have the ability to maybe my skill set is good enough to get where those guys are who are super dedicated, super hard worker, Tim pool, Joe Rogan. Those yeah, guys are like fucking machines. That's not at, really what I want to do. Tim Pool like classes himself as a uh, like a milk toast leftist, right? <laughs> and and now he's being like associated with fucking you know domestic terror terrorists because he goes against the narrative. Like Tim fucking Pool, yeah, he's big enough like he where got, he, he can't go to the riots anymore. He said last time he yeah. went, he started getting attacked. That's where yeah. I don't want to be at. Like yeah. I, if, if you can't, go I like anywhere, walking yeah. around. I like be. I'm a weirdo, bro. What? I like do my weirdo shit. What and happened be the like, other day? Yeah. Someone yelled out what to some girl? Oh yeah, some girl, <laughs> some Mexican with big chichis was walking down the street <laughs> with a Sam, with a tinfoil hat shirt on, and some oh, guy yelled, awesome. "Sam Tripoli eats ass!" And she, <laughs> thank God, she thought it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I mean, that's, that's who all I we're want. At. That's it. But then you know, we we're kind of getting. This is a great way to get into the conversation. We, you know, I just did Kurt Metzger's show. And he brought up Sasha Baron Cohen, and he's worked with him oh, on his fuck, his show. And I love Kurt Metzger. Dude is fucking funny, man. He's like lethal fucking funny. And but you know, he's worked with Sasha Baron Cohen. He knows Sasha Baron Cohen's f wife, and you know, he's friends with the family. And I gotta be honest with you, I'm not a friend, of, uh, a fan of Sasha Baron Cohen. I I like what he used to do, but then I realized like uh, this this guy now. It just seems like a propaganda piece. I think he's just blinded by his biases, you know? We knew he had that. I mean, he's a, he's a pretty observant Jew, a religious Jew. And there's Jew. nothing wrong nothing with that. Nothing wrong with that. But <laughs> he's an observant Jew. He ha he, he, he's one of them Jews that keeps his eye on things. He's, he looks at everything. He's observant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make sure. looking out. And, <laughs> and he's, I mean, he's just taken everything right down from the, you know, Israeli government, or their word for it, everything. Well, one of my best friends from Vegas, his name's Mark Kublin. He doesn't talk to me anymore because I think he got mad at me. Uh, for that I put out because Sasha Baron Cohen was doing that stupid fucking speech about uh, fake news destroying people's life. Yeah. I'm like, this is from, from the guy who fakes news and destroys people's life, which is totally true. Everything he does in his show is a lie in which he films people doing the dumbest shit and destroying their lives.
But yeah, it's the he's righteous like, lie. It's the lie on the right side of the ideology. That's the thing. You yeah, can lie yeah, yeah. as long as it's for a good reason. Do you know? Well, that's from his point of view, right? He's from, doing from it for a good point of view. Point of view. Of, from the point of view of current acceptable politics, the Overton window has shifted in a way that some things are acceptable to talk about and some things are not. And the Overton window has slammed shut like a fucking screen door in a hurricane. But I think it's changing, bro. Talk about. I really do. I think when you, words or statements or phrases like anti-Semitism is just thrown out anytime you criticize a foreign government, I think people are starting to see that, man. And I think more and more people are like, hey, dude, I don't hate the Jews. And I say this all the time. And Brian Callen on my other show gets really doesn't agree with this statement, but I'm sorry, man. But it's like the, the, the Israeli government and the Jewish faith are not the same thing. No, it's not. And it's not the faith. But but when you go like, oh, those, those it's the Louis C.K. bit, you know, those Jews in Israel are killing those Palestinians. Are those Jews in Israel? You yeah. know, like it's yeah. a, you just put a bit of stank on it, and it means something else, you know. Right. Um, but but the but, minute you set, throw that out and not let a discussion going, is the Israeli government like the U.S. government doing things that a lot of people would consider against humanity? And the answer yeah. is 100%. 100%. Yeah. And we're just not, I mean, as long as you, like you said, as long as you don't get stuck on, as long as that's not your only issue. As, lo- as long as you're yeah. not, like, I don't think is Israel, Israel is doing this stuff because they're Jewish. I think they're doing it because, <laughs> because they're, they're ran by psychopaths who just yeah. happen to be Jewish. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it, yeah. their Judaism isn't causing that. It's the fact that they've been positioned because of their mindset to do this thing. And it's just like the U.S. government. You know, the the world probably thinks of Americans as dumb assholes, right? I know a lot of great Americans. Most Americans are great people. Most of them vote every time for outside of Joe Biden, who nobody voted for, right? To anyone million, bro. Anyone million. Come on. Unreliable numbers. And and they vote. (laughs) They vote to get out of war. And then the guy lies, gets in, and we get into more war. That's just the way it is. You know, yeah, but it's really it's really easy to. I, I don't mean to come, to come back to you as an example, but when you say something profound, Sam, everyone could be like, "Listen to this fucking like ex coke head," you know, you know, loud comedy numbskull. Sex addict, don't forget talking, that. Sex addict, you know, talking about like, and and if you're outside of America, stupid American, blah blah blah. Like they'll find all the things to pick on you right. for. Right. To tear down your argument, right. like you're not going to be watching Israel p- p- pelting uh, uh, Gaza with uh, um, missiles, and then go online and verbally abuse Seth Rogen on Twitter for it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's not my style. Like the, <laughs> the amount of people that came out though and said, for fear of being labelled anti-Semitic, came out on Twitter and were like, "Yeah, Israel's class, isn't it?" And everyone's like. But they're doing like war crimes and stuff. That that you can't support that, can you? They're like, ah, yeah, no. But look, then Palestinians need to go back to where they don't come from. Like it's a weird, <laughs> it's a weird, uh, emotionally rooted, socially constructed mindset. It's almost like um, you know, uh, uh, embrace like brave new world, like some all this Huxley stuff. You know? Do you guys have any hope for that situation there? Like what do you what what's the way out? Uh, no, I mean here's what's gonna happen. In my humble opinion, is the international community 
is going to, I mean, you're going to start getting to a point where people start looking at like South Africa. And that's what's yeah. going to happen. And as the internet gets bigger, you know, voices that were silenced before are going to say something. Now, again, Israelis, there's tons of Israelis who are, who are, who are oh, rallying yeah. against what is going on. But Fun. as you know, my humble opinion, this is not about Jews versus Muslims. This is about controlling a land bridge yeah. that is the easiest yeah. trade route from Africa and Asia to Europe. Well, that's why I, I have my doubts about something getting done. Well, no, well, it's going to have to get so loud. Listen, we have all the power, man. Humanity has all the power. These small group of people that are making us all fight with each other, they can't push back against if entire humanity pushes. And the best way to save Israel is to have a real discussion about what is going on over there. And like, it's dude, so difficult to get past that emotional barrier yeah. and that fear of being labeled. Gonna, and, you know, the ADL will be knocking on your door if you made a podcast episode. You put it on Twitter and you get bumped off. You put it on YouTube and you get fucking a strike. There's all these, like, yeah. impediments and disincentives, both socially, culturally, financially, uh, even legally, to not talk about it. And yet it's on the news for, like, I think it was eight days straight they were, like, uh, the, w the way that the mainstream news worded it was like 29 Palestinians died and five Israelis were killed in a, you know, the skirmish today and blah, blah, blah. Like think about how that was worded. Like 29 Palestinians spontaneously died, but mm -hmm. five Israelis were killed. Yeah. No, like, and who, who killed them? You yeah. know, the guilt is in the title. Like that, made, there's an obvious narrative for that particular thing. Like taking it as a wild example, you know. Think about how other things are, are uh, I guess, represented in mainstream media. Like, look at the fucking January 6th thing. Like, the, the insurgents, the, ter the white supremacist terrorist insurgents raided the Capitol building. And then you look at the video and there's, like, some fat cop going, Yeah, come on in. Yeah, and he's eating yeah. the last, swall swallowing the last, chewing the last bite of his hoagie, going, come on in, lifting up the velvet rope. Come on in, you guys. Okay. Don't, don't push. Don't push. Come on. Like, thanks, Marv, or whatever his name is. And he's all, you know, and people are walking around going, like, this is a fuck. This is like the tour. I remember this from elementary school. Like here, the and like when, since when did you see fucking insurgents stay within the fucking the guide ropes? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. you know, walking through the. Oh yeah, this is. Or, cool, or, you know? or like the Hollywood set scene that look. There, yeah. there are pictures taken from pullback, just like how how Viking guys just walking down the middle yeah. like he's doing a a fucking Michael Bay movie, it's and it was shit. and yeah, it's yeah. and it, it's, yeah, all the different angle shots that they got. One hundred percent, and then the, the DC the DC mayor just skated on it. I, she sent out this message to the federal uh, authorities before the that day and said, "We don't need any. We want all federal authorities out of the city. All federal law enforcement out of the city. We're gonna handle this. No problem. You know." Yeah, and, and she skated on that, dude. They had her on. They had her on TV the following week talking yeah. about what went wrong. But sure, they're doing they're doing that in fucking uh, all around Seattle and Portland and all that as well. Like get the cops out of there to show them to be dis, di, like um, ineffective, and then go uh, you know defund the police because they're not doing dude. anything. Only you know. <laughs> Are so you an NBA fan at all? Am I a what? Are you into the NBA, the basketball league? And uh, not particularly, no. Well, the reason I bring this up is because this is a very interesting. Jason, so the number one player on the Portland Trailblazers wanted Jason Kidd, 
but the community was starting to go nuts because in the early 90s, I think, he got a domestic violence abuse uh, with his wife, and they're, they're like, oh, this city won't put up with it. It's, it's fucking nuts, dude. It's nuts. Like, people can't make amends. People can't change. People can't grow. And then you got these rich kids who, like, who parents and grandparents fully participated and grew the system in which they're rallying against. And by the way, they're only rallying against the middle class and the poor in that system, not actually their fathers. How many of Antifa went to Nike and burnt down the Nike fucking headquarters? Dude. Where their parents were. How many of Antifa are being exposed to fuck by lads like Andy No, who's going, this guy got arrested in Portland today for protesting and he fucking hit a cop and he did this and he set fire to something. He's also a convicted fucking pedophile, sex offender, (laughs) child molester. Like, go to Andy No's Twitter feed and he posts that shit the whole time. They had that poor cunt uh, locked up in a room. They fucking they 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 kidnapped him basically the other day, like, and um, forced him to go into hiding and all because like he's exposing them so badly because they're all uh, social degenerates. But no, they're rich kids. They're rich yeah, kids but, playing the purge, dude. They're literally yeah, doing the mo- movie The Purge, which is commit crimes and not go to jail for it. So let's put it. I want I want to throw this thought, you know, thought project out there. Right? What if Right. I call this the, the frazzle drip conundrum. Right. What if they're pushing society so far into the acceptance slash forgiveness zone so that everybody has done some shit? You know, everyone's had uh, what would you call it? Like a borderline wank, like a borderline jerk off session where in the middle of the fucking, you know, the skin colored fury, you're in the middle of the rage, like the fucking, you know. Set, set like 220 beats a minute like it's it's happening right and you're just clicking wildly and all the fucking images are going past your eyes at a million miles an hour like that scene from 2001 a space odyssey it's just like <laughs> fucking more more right and you click on the wrong thing just the one time and your internet service provider is like ah uh, ah uh, uh, you didn't say the magic word ah uh, ah uh, ah uh, you didn't say the ma- right Everybody's had done some weird thing. Put out a tweet like we talked about the Jews every ten minutes. Like somebody fucking put said some sh- like uh, 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 Justin Bieber did a video where he was saying the N word, telling the N word jokes years ago, right when he was like eleven. Justin Bieber, right? Maybe they're pushing society into a place where everybody feels there's some kernel of guilt. There's some. Like unforgivable sin, like they do in religion, you know, in Christianity, if you deny the existence of the Holy Spirit, it's the one unforgivable sin. And if you do that, you'll go to hell, you'll never get into heaven. So don't even question it. It's like a, re- it's a cool, you know, like cheat code built into the religion so you can never fucking self-analyze, right? What if there's like everybody has that terrible memory or that terrible act that they did? And in order to move on with life, to get on in society, People are going to be held up and burnt at the stake for all of these things until finally we all say, okay, listen, whatever anybody has done, no matter how bad, we're going to forgive it, guys, okay? No matter what you've done, like any kind of weird crimes or weird like moral stuff, like, this, this cancel culture has gone too far. We pushed it too far, okay? So let's just forgive everybody, okay? Everyone has some fucking skeletons in your closet, okay? Let's just stop this madness, okay? And everybody agrees, you know what? I've got some... Okay, I agree. 
then they'll release the frazzle drip video and go let's forgive hillary clinton for doing this like that's that's how far it's going to go i i think that's an interesting thing what i will tell you is right now in my humble opinion that i believe that we're at a place where cancel culture is starting to go not it's starting to lose its grip now we just had a guy named um singer he was a booker on for montreal comedy festival somebody put out some facebook post that he said some the n-word but he says he was just uh repeating what this ethnic comic said and he didn't get canceled he quit and you know i think he personally quit because he saw the writing on the wall that nobody gives a fuck about the montreal comedy festival anymore (laughs) uh you know but he he self quit. Then we go to Tony Hinchcliffe. Tony Hinchcliffe. Yeah, and what, what happened with him? And I think that they took a shot at him, and it failed miserably. And he was telling me because it goes back to the the news that you, you you were talking about the news and how how it can construct stories. So he said he would go on these news uh, articles about him, and they would mention his story, and then you know how they embed in the stories. They would embed. Other stories of Asian hate crimes, like Asian gets beat the shit out of, and it would over and over again to elicit emotional response against Tony. It failed miserably. And the reason I bring up this singer story is because, again, we have a comic that nobody's heard of, you know, doing what Tony Hinch with, uh, what Theo Vaughn says, which is snitch elevate, right? Doing this snitch mm, elevation. Yeah. And I, I wish someone would start a tracker so we could track these people. And I, you know, and I would like to see who has a bigger career people who do snitch elevation or people who do herpes commercials, right? <laughs> I'd like to know. Who on average has better careers? Because they seem like two awful ideas to do for your career. Well, I think the reason Tony fucking lived through it was because if you go watch any of his shit, he's an asshole all day around. All, all day around. And then Ari Shafir released the whole video. If you watch the video, that that Asian yeah. guy is hating on white people in the beginning. So Ari Shafir just comes on. I mean, uh, Tony Hitchcock comes on and he defends his race. Yeah, it, it and was, it was it was criticism of of hacky comedy. He came on and he he went like, "This is hack bullshit." I'll show you how hacky it is. I'm going to do the same jokes, yeah. and you see how fucking shitty it is when it comes out of me. In context, it was absolutely necessary in the gig, hilarious and well done. But taken out of context, you could fucking pull out, you know, one hundred percent, which is podcasts here. So <laughs> so career over. You know, and then you look at like as someone sent me this thing. I want you guys to hear it. Like it's so interesting what this person has said. Uh, real quick, dude. Um, Is that Asian the, guy's the, career the, the, over? What the guy who snitched? That's him? snitch. I don't want to give his name out because I'm not trying to give ping him no pong. Clout. Oh ping yeah, pong? yeah, ping pong. Yeah, ping he, pong. I would. Right? Would you work with ping no, pong? Definitely no, definitely not. If I showed up the comedy yeah. club no, and no, ping I, pong, I, dude, I told you what his career is going to be. It's going to be just going around yeah. for these uh, Asian, uh, you know, family reunions and stuff the rest of his yeah. life. That's the Jesus only. He thought he thought he was going to fucking come out the winner on top of all this. Dude, he thought he was going to have a special on Comedy Central, you know, like Asian Hate Week or something. And he still may. He still may, but it's going to lead to nowhere. I mean, who's going to work with ping pong? (laughs) It's like dealing in a different currency, you know, like they, 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 they try to, they try to tank like uh, Tony Hinchcliffe's dollar value. And he's like, no, man, I'm working with Hinchcoin. 
Like yeah. you're <laughs> that's yeah. not yeah. you're you're tanking that dollar. You're fucking you know uh, that's uh, such a good ruin, ruining that currency. But I don't trade in that currency. So yeah, here's something this guy, this pirate life, shit you know? that Sam's always talking about. You just got yeah. have to have your own. Here's oh. something this guy. I want to talk on Broken Sin tomorrow too, but it's 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 so. And this is where you gotta gotta go. Okay, what's going on? Uh this is a quote from this guy, Mahran Kilgahani, K H A G H A N I, and he writes in here, um, I. Uh, this guy's, a, he's talking about this guy, um, was his name Springer, dude? Oh, his name is Jeff Singer. Now, hand to God, uh, Jeff Singer was kind to me when he was a book at the Laugh Factory. He didn't stay there long. He moved on. And, you know, the Montreal Comedy Festival brought me out in the year 2000. I, I was there uh, for new faces. I bombed horribly. And at the time, I thought it was the worst thing to ever happen to me. And I got to say this with all honesty. Thank you, Montreal Comedy Festival, because you put my my career on a course that at the time looked like the worst thing that ever happened to me. And now over the last three years, it is the greatest thing that ever happened to me because I had to find out how to survive without the industry. And now that there is no industry, I, I'm doing everything I've ever wanted to do. So I, I, I am very thankful for for that these people did this. Now, I just want to read this real quick. So this is this young guy. And I don't know this dude. I don't know this guy. You know, so I'm not going to say whether he's funny or not. Okay. I don't care. I, I You know, I, I, I support everybody. I'm just going to say this. Read. The, I'm going to read you what he wrote in this. Years ago when I auditioned for him, full disclosure, in my 13, 14 years of kind, I auditioned for him for three times. He said, I've seen gay before. Like my perspective, my angle, my specificity to my person was lost on him. Listen to this. He's told female comics of mine that they are too masculine. His business dinners with female Comic friends of mine literally only talked to former model at the table. Look at that, dude. Look at that, man. Here it goes. This guy's a tastemaker. This guy has, for a small fan of his career in comedy, gay kept a major showcase for talent in my industry. He does not listen to this. See, gays, women, or people of color or any combination thereof in a progressive or even handed way. Imagine saying that a guy who works for a festival where they have gay comedy nights, urban comedy nights, and female comedy nights doesn't give fem- give them an even hand. Imagine saying that comedy is not showing women, gays, and people of color any kind of respect. It just doesn't stand up. I mean, you it, it, must it, it, not it, watch anything on TV. Yeah, it's false on its face. It falls on its face and it becomes, this is about me and this guy wouldn't pass me. That's what this becomes. So now you're snitching on some shit from a fucking, a conversation that was held in private. And Jeff Singer probably dropped out because he knows the festival is fucked. From one from one article. No, because the guy who ran another guy that was ran it was uh, called um, was uh, outed as doing sexual predator me too shit. So everybody involved. Listen, Jeff again has been kind to me. I'm not going to defend a suit in any way. 
Anyway, I've showcased for the Montreal Comedy Festival. They always put me last. I was the oldest guy. I go, why am I going last? They are like, who's going to follow you? Then why am I showcasing, right? But do I cry about it? No, I just keep moving on. And if, the, if this comic wants to come on my Tim Fulha premium thing and have a discussion with me, I am more than happy to do that. And everybody I've ever criticized on the show is more than, well, more than welcome to come do it on the show. Like, more than welcome, okay? But that reeks to me like, wah, I've got sand in my cunt. <laughs> That's what reeks to me. Tell them all about it, those conspiracy guys. So much of this We're coming stuff, to the, the point now in the, in the cultural kind of uh, churn, right, where in 2017 when this stuff started to reach mainstream, it's been going since like 2012, let's say, that the, the, what, the, what they would call cultural Marxism, which in itself is deemed to be a, an anti-Semitic term, right? So this uh, cultural Marxist, like the, the, the small and disenfranchised and bottom of the barrel, they turn the whole uh, cultural pyramid upside down and they become the ones who are in charge and everybody else ends up being um, subordinate or subjugated uh, because white guys have had enough time in front of the mic, Sam. Come on, give other people a chance, right? <laughs> and it, it totally disregards what's happening in reality, which is all these people are getting a chance. A lot of the stuff, um, like movies and TV and stuff like that, it's decided upon who's going to be popular. There's the literally at the Montreal Comedy Festival a diversity but, but no, quota. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the point I'm making is in something like comedy, it can only work on a meritocracy between the comedian and the audience. You go up and you tell the jokes and you're either funny or you're not funny. There's no, like... Uh, internal impetus to laugh because you know somebody who, who, with a disability or a person of color gets up and they tell jokes and you're like well i don't find this funny so i'm not going to laugh but if i don't laugh am i racist that you can't force that laugh to come out of somebody if they're making jokes that are not good yeah. so like i think comedy is one of those great levelers that that elicits that like <laughs> like that thing that comes out of a person you can't make that come out against somebody's will it's like laugh rape like you can't culturally browbeat somebody into finding something funny but with tv with movies with all the stuff that's coming up on netflix like the people that are getting the shots that are getting the cash they're now four years later from the culture of marx's push at the start where it's like okay we need to diversify we need to level the playing field we need equity we need you know all of this that has all borne itself out now those people have got their chances. They've created their stuff. And a lot of it is not great. <laughs> Everybody's going like, is this what happens now when we give people any old motherfucker a chance? Like, well, there's a lot of this kind of stuff happening. I'm not loving it. Let's just go back to the, the good stuff. Like, when is Louis C.K. going to release okay, his new okay, special? Now that you mentioned that. Gone. Do you remember 2000, 2019? It was Skankfest. Montreal Commodore was at the same time. Skankfest sold out. They did it. Who showed up for like a five minute opener? Louis C.K. That was real comedy. <laughs> that place was sold out. Three hundred dollars, and that place sold out. It wasn't as big as obviously the Montreal Comedy Festival, but you don't need a sellout. Yeah. And they were hurting. Yeah. I do remember. And with it, Skankfest wasn't hurting. They were sold out. No, I, I totally agree with that. And here's the thing, dude. You know what really sucks is with this diversity shit. They that you know you watch somebody, you're like, oh, did they did they just get this? Because they're of uh, diversity. Like, sometimes a wonderful entertainers get in, yeah. and you just want to dismiss it, and it sucks. 
the, the, my problem with diversity is that there's so many killers of yeah. every demographic, yet yeah. you pick these people that seem not worthy of the opportunity that they're getting. And not that they couldn't be eventually given time to, to cook and marinate, but you give it to them so early and you're like, Paula Bell, has anybody heard of Paula Bell? She's a murderer on stage. Is she a little uh, quirky? Yeah, of course. Who is it? Murder on stage. She murders, man. Why is she not being pushed forward? Be she doesn't follow the rules. Just like every girl at Skankfest. There was a lot of girls there, but they don't follow the rules. And they're not hot. They're not the perfect girl for Netflix. <laughs> The people that are being pushed early then are kind of shitting the bed for everybody that's going to come behind them. Cause Closing like, oh. the door behind them. Yeah, they're, they're shitting the bed as well because they're coming out too early and they're not doing well. <laughs> and then people are going, well, this is shit. And like, is this like an all female comedy night? None of these are really brilliant because you're not picking the ones that are actually good. You're just picking the ones for, for to fill up the quota. And then people are going, yeah, I think the 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 rumor is right like female comedians are not as funny as male comedians like no that's not true they just push these motherfuckers early to fill a quota and it's not you know what I mean so the meritocracy I think in comedy particularly uh, shows a lot more than in uh, movies and TV show which we, which are for years ahead of time like sculpted and crafted like look at the amount of um, movies that shit the bed because they were on the uh, uh, you know the social justice Bent, you know, like Wonder Woman 1984, and like they had to release that shit quick because it was a Trump character in it, played by the Mandalorian guy. And uh, they were like, fuck, quick, before Trump becomes irrelevant, uh, we have to release this movie, put it out on Apple TV or whatever. Um, loads of TV shows that have all these causes and stuff. It's just people are feeling the push of that social justice and going, no, I don't like it anymore. No, no less than the conspiracy theory push where people have been bombarded with conspiracy theories through the mainstream media. Thanks to the likes of Alex Jones. Thanks to the likes of you guys. Thanks to the likes of, you know, the Stephen Crowders who had one of the most successful streams on election night of, of all of YouTube, like one of the most successful streams of all of YouTube ever in history. Right. And uh, it was totally buried he comes out and people are going like, why is this thing being buried? Why is this not being allowed? Like when you're putting out conspiracy theorists, theories on mainstream news and saying that they're bullshit for weeks and months and then it turns out that they're not bullshit and Fauci's emails get leaked and everybody has fucking egg on their face. Like you can't then turn around and say, well, we were right at the time and that's what we thought. Like it, it the meritocracy of that information, the meritocracy of that, the people are fed up of being fed bullshit now. And especially since we spent the last year and a half at home, everybody is what I like to call Bo Burnaming. And uh, everyone's just like in the room going, I fucking hate this shit. When can we go back outside? I'm fed up of being spoon fed bullshit. I want something else. Quality. What does that mean, Bo Burnaming? What does that mean? Have you seen his new special, Inside? No. Watch it. Watch it. It's fucking sublime. It's a little bit like preachy, but it's fucking so well made. All right. And it's him breaking down over the course of 12 months while he creates his own special for Netflix. And he sings all these songs like White Woman's Instagram and uh, funny and then like really dark, like depressing, I want to kill myself stuff. <laughs> and then like funny, jovial songs. All right, I'll watch it, dude. I'm down. But it's, it's, I like him it's, a lot. It's top, top drawer fucking entertainment. It might not be 
like wall to wall comedy, like every, you know, every fifteen to thirty seconds, there's a there's a punchline. But I, I don't need that in my when, comedy, by the way. No, I want. No, I would either. rather li- get depth from people, and yeah. I don't mind if you go little ways without getting a laugh, and you're taking me somewhere. Like this yeah. pop comedy crap is killing me. It's killing me. It's killing me. So, I want to ask you something. Bo Burnham, Bo Burnham will take you on the journey, and you'll be finished at the end of it going like, oh, Jesus, no, that man is fucking, after tickling my soul's arsehole right there. Like, that was, whoo, that was weird. Ta- talking uh, about shit entertainment, you know who got a, a game show? Who? Dwayne Wade. Why do you want? Why do you think he got a show? It's just, you play narrative. Yeah. I, a whole, I mean, dude, that and that's what they said. The, he was trying to elevate. Let me ask you something. I want to ask you uh, a big question that is always thrown at conspiracy theorists and that is how can everybody be on in on it how can everybody we always talk about the whether it's the moon landing 9-11 i know my answers but you seem a little more articulate than me uh and and maybe you don't feel the same way maybe you do think it's like i don't know how everybody can be but what what is your answer to that gordo I would say it's compartmentalization, you know, like in any organization, there's a certain amount of people that know a certain amount of info and they are incentivized in some way or another to keep that secret, to keep that from going down to the lower tiers, whether it be a security issue, whether it be, you know, their own personal gain. Like think about a fucking CIA guy who's being shown how, like who's being uh, trained by the guy above him. The guy above him is not going to tell him everything because when it goes for a promotion, if the guy below him is more, you know, naturally talented and they both have the same information, he's lost the upper hand and might lose his promotion. Like everybody wants to get that fucking next step. There's um, other incentives like, uh, you know, NDA, like financial incentives or imprisonment that would make people not want to divulge information or cross-pollinate you know uh ideas things like think about um people in workplace situations like they're relying in, in most workplaces they're relying on the employees not talking about what they're getting paid because it's considered rude it's considered like you know the social etiquette is not you know you don't talk about how much you get paid because if you talk about how much you get paid the motherfuckers get not getting paid as much would be like well i want to get paid more and if you don't uh, i'm not going to fucking do my work so like they incentivize stuff in that way where if you talk about it there will be some kind of comeuppance um for the likes of 911 like think about just the narrative from when we did the show a long time ago, and I think I I, I hope to do it a twenty year anniversary show uh, this September. Looking back, looking back, fucking Garth Brooks shit, right? <laughs> think about all the lads that were going in, <laughs> that were going in and out, the workmen that were going in and out, that apparently were putting the um what was it called the thermite plastic explosives on the right. internal right. pillars, like. That could have been 400 different guys who were like, uh, the boss, like some New York fucking, you know, like wor- worker, like, oh, my boss is after uh, giving me this piece of, uh, I don't know why, what the fuck is this? It's like some kind of plasticine, some kind of shit my kid plays with over here. He told me to go to the 31st floor, stick it on the fucking wall over here, say nothing to nobody. And then the, the guy in the next room is like, 
Yo, my boss said to me, I got to stick this fucking thing on the 32nd floor. I got to go to the 32nd. And everybody has their own floor. They have their own room. There's hundreds of dudes going in and out in that company doing the thing a little like death by a thousand cuts doing the little. And then all of a sudden, boom, 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 boom. The towers come down because like a bunch of dudes did a bunch of small things. None of them can be culpable. And when they're watching the towers fall, they're like, I am never going to tell anybody that I fucking stuck that thing on that, on that wall that day because they might blame me for 9-11. <laughs> Do you know? There's there's all of these um, built-in protections for people sharing that information. I think with the internet and anonymity, there's a lot of stuff coming out. Like WikiLeaks had to be stopped because they opened up the floodgates of, I guess, like insecure revelations of information like you could put out a whole bunch of fucking military material and then like the the enemy would be able to get it on the internet and know what maneuvers the the um the the troops are doing and be able to kill people so like i mean there's obviously some kind of um military intelligence prerogative for keeping that stuff secret but at the same time like the snowden information and the, uh, the stuff that julian Assange put out like all of that changed the world and changed how people viewed, like, the American uh, intelligence community. Because they're like, yeah, they are all looking at us at all times. That happened in 2011. And now, 10 years later, we all know that Instagram has listened to us all the time. Sometimes ads come up for stuff that we've thought about while having a shit. We never even said it out loud. <laughs> and an ad comes up and oh my God, I was just thinking about that fucking hammer yeah. cream and I was pushing out a fucking dookie earlier on. And it comes up, goes hemorrhoid, because it heard you go like, huh? the microphone heard you. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that we ran that through our algorithm. And that sounds like pushing, pushing like a nice bready shit through <laughs> inflamed hemorrhoids. <laughs> and I'm like, bing, 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 bing. And then the fucking hemorrhoid cream company were all like, okay, we got to get our fucking analytics. We got to get these things. And the next time you're on Instagram, it's like, hemorrhoids giving you jip. <laughs> this fucking, you know, applicator. <laughs> That, that's that's how deep that shit goes now. And we're okay with it. And in 2011, we're all like, oh my God, like holding up the fucking end of our apron, like the Irwan and the Tom and Jerry cartoons, like, Thomas, the government is done Come into our kitchen. It was running around all the pots and pans. And then it was fucking 10 years later, and we're like, cool, man. I bought hemorrhoid creams. My arse is on fire. I got it on Instagram. How how convenient is that? It, like, it's like the, that uh, ma- that meme that's out there. It's like 1950s. Shh, don't say that on the phone. They're wiretapping us. And then yeah. today, hey, wiretap, can you give me a full a cool <laughs> uh, cool recipe for spaghetti? You know exactly. Uh, here's so my whole thing with that. It's just like uh, you know, I really want people to understand something. If you have a problem with a lot of this, it's very simple. Like, you don't like Facebook censorship? Get off of Facebook. Don't use Facebook. Now, it's very hard for me and my business model not to have one of these. So I have to go, what what am I going to give? What am I going to take? And that, like, dude, I I have a home of flip phone. I have a home of flip phone. And I'm ready to go full when when it gets really bad when they're like, dude, you gotta have your phone around because we're gonna do fucking COVID, uh, uh, you know, uh, tracing, things staying home in a bag that blocks all EMT stuff. I'm gonna do it. 
I'm gonna do it. But 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 it's the slow attrition. It's this um, uh, Kurt Vonnegut style. Uh, what 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 does David Icke call it? Uh, um, not dehumanization. What's it called? Trans- transhumanism. You know, this kind of uh, we're moving towards like a fully integrated Google Glass type uh, techno technocracy, where now we all have the little slab in our phone. But and I see with the you know the COVID vaccine passports that they're going to start implementing and all this. Kind I of stuff. think it's not like, going to happen, dude. I'm being honest with you. Society, society's pushing back on it, right? But like in in in, uh, I, I just watched the movie f- uh, for the second or third time. Uh, you know, Elysium, that movie with the uh, uh, Matt Damon, and um, they have this, they have this fucking weird like space station where all the elites stay up there and they're able to heal each other and like nobody's ever sick and they're all fucking rich and shit. And then and then uh, everywhere on Earth just looks like the worst parts of Mexico, right? Yeah. For some reason, and everything's hey. orange. Hey. It's, it's not that bad down there. <laughs> it's really not that bad in Mexico. But that's <laughs> what Ireland thinks of Mexico. Uh, we know what Ireland thinks. look really about. bad in the movies, and there's a lot of Latin people walking around. <laughs> Basically, you know, the like, entire world looks like a die antwoord video, right? Is there's that no kind Jews, of though. Yeah. There's very little Jews over there. Where? The f- in Mexico. <laughs> there's Jews in a little Mexico. Bit. I've Poquito. been to Mexico City. I, like, I see the... I, like the I see the... That's why I don't go to Mexico. It's too spicy. I've been to Mexico City. Jews Mexico's on the naughty list right now for... The, they were playing the United States in Colorado, and there were a bunch of Mexican fans, and they like to say puto when, yeah. the, when the goalkeeper kicks the ball, and they had to stop the match. Two of their past two matches. Because it's, you know, it's a gay slur, basically. Puto every time they kick the ball. But it's and not. they had to stop the match, like, twice to, to get them to, like. Good point, Johnny. But selling. it's like. the it's like That's the dumbest but, thing I've ever heard But it's life. like faggot. We're not really calling them, like, a gay slur. It's just what we said. And now they want to own it and be like, you can't say that. We've been saying that since the fucking 50s. Like, that's uh, not. You- white people been saying the N-word since, like, they saw their first black person. So, <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, history, that's kind of why you don't say it anymore. You yeah, know? Well, yeah, I-, <laughs> I get it, dude. I, I call all my best friends that. I, I You know, I like wait, to be wait, called which one? The, All you guys. Oh, he called no, which word? No, the I F like word. to be called the N-word. I call all my friends I love the F-word. Oh, okay. Yeah. All the time. All the time. I, I, I listen, dude. I just, just put out something. I say the word bundle, retarded. It's just a bundle of stakes, man. It, you know, for me, man, it's just like, why is the M word even more different than the, than, than the <laughs> F word when it comes to gay people? Because we know the hard history of that shit, right? And I yeah. don't think anybody should be canceled because they say it. I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. I just don't think people should be canceled should should if they're calling a black person that in a way that is so obviously bigotry i mean they're gonna get shit do i think people should be canceled i do not i just don't because it's just not a hard rule if it was such a bad word nobody should be calling it to anybody that's what i'm saying but there's such fine print the word definitely in terms of how it's been weaponized that whole thing came out of a, a, a think tank on how to get us all to fight with each other. And the, the way some people guard that word because they think it's something they can say and other people can say, it's just all part of the PSYOP. It's all part of the PSYOP to get people to fight with each other. Listen, I was just in Miami, dude. If you, We should take anybody who is really racist and make them live in Miami. 
and you'll you'll go out there going, I just want to have sex with everybody. That's what you'll come out of there with because everybody's gorgeous. <laughs> Miami is the future, by the way. You want to know what the future looks like? It's Grand Theft Auto with everybody looking like they're about to go shoot porn. That is Miami. Like a real racist wouldn't feel like Beyonce, and I don't think they exist. I, I do. Th- yeah, good point. And I agree saying. with you. Even a, even the Grand Wizard of the KKK would drop D on Beyonce. Yeah. Real racist wouldn't have none of it. You're not really racist. As long as he hasn't seen that video of her dancing and making those ugly faces. I would still hit it. Yeah. She could make that ugly face while I'm banging the shit out of her, and I would still do it. Uh, I just don't believe in it, dude. I believe in humanity. I was making a, a point, and I can't remember what it was now because I said, "Welcome to Tim Fall Hat." <laughs> I think uh, somewhere it looks like you Mexico, were talking about Elysium. Elysium. And they were you were talking about the Beyonce, Earth. So. The Earth and Elysium looks like Mexico. Yeah, yeah you yeah, remember that part? Yeah. All the places, all the places that they want to make people feel nervous about looks like Mexico. <laughs> but I can't remember my point. It was something like uh, uh, they're fucking dividing us, man. Full stop. Whatever. But um, I think that. Uh, as we go along, the cultural divide, the way that people, like Sam said, they're using, they're weaponizing these words where you can and can't say it. They're going back, they're retroactively uh, destroying people. I do think there is a long-term plan where there will be some kind of like amnesty or some kind of like moral amnesty, some kind of forgiveness, which will then open the door for the likes of, uh, I don't know, pedophilia being accepted as a sexual preference. There's these. I do not. I listen. I understand what you're saying. And, you know, to get back to kind of the, the cancel culture, I think more and more people are seeing, and it's all intent. What is the intent of that? Okay. Even with Tony people, when they got the whole thing, they go, Oh, the intent was exactly what you said earlier. I think people sexually molesting children I do not see a large majority of people going, oh, you know, man, people make mistakes. I do think part of the psyop of um, that whole, like, Jeff, uh, what's his face? The, the Epstein. Epstein was this notion pushing that, hey, man, it was 15, 16-year-old girls. And people like, come on, dude, you know 16-year-old girls. They fucking They're want it, bro. They fucking there, yeah. want it, bro. Let's play. And it's kind of nudging it that, come on, 16-year-olds aren't that bad. 16, come on, come on. Come on, you know? I, I, I like to look at m- most of my conspiracy theories through a historical lens, right? So when you look at something like um, what's going on now with the demoralization of American society and therefore a lot of Western uh, ideology and Western media, there's a, there's a real push to fucking hate yourself. There's a real push to like feel guilty for everything that you think and all, uh, you know, your life thus far has been a lie. Um Everything you've ever done wasn't on your own merit. It was because of white privilege. Um, all the uh, all the people that have ever succeeded ever have done so on the blood of the the working class. And you know anybody who's rich is inherently evil because the only way that they can succeed was you know taking advantage of certain aspects of society and stuff like that. All of these like new truisms that take away from the. Um, take away from the achievements of people, right? So there's like a, a whole kind of con- conspiracy um, historical lens that I look, I like to look at stuff through, right? So like what's happening now in society has happened in the 50s in China. And I'm researching at the moment for a Chinese cultural revolution episode, which is going to be a fucking 
12 inch black cock of an episode because everything that those motherfuckers big bulbous veiny trobber everything that those motherfuckers did in the 50s they used the youth in order to put forward you know a a, a narrative of uh, a religiousness in favor of you know like a political fucking deity in in Mao Zedong and um they destroyed everybody who was opposed to that kind of uh, uh, autocracy, that communist total rule. And they pushed communism real hard and they accepted it all. And then in the 20 years between 1956 and 1976, they were like, well, fuck, we, shit, man, we fucking pushed this really hard. So we kind of can't say like, whoops, we were wrong. Let's like wind this back a little bit. And in those first 20 years, they got absolutely fucked. Famine, Millions of people died. The whole the whole country was fucked up, and nobody could complain because, like, well, we did this to ourselves. This is what we wanted. Let's give it a chance. Let's wait until see what happens. And because of that, like, I like because of that uh, uh, inability to be able to go, like, hey, listen, I think this is a bad idea. After like two years, like this seems weird. Now, can we roll it back? Uh, they let it go for twenty years, and then they ended up in total autocratic fucking. Uh, uh, you know, uh, total rule, China total rule, right? Where nothing is fucking allowed to be said or you'll get gulagged. Uh, all your internet is locked down. You can't get full internet access. Everybody has to wear the same fucking shit. You are put into schools where you're trained to be industrial workers, whether you're creative or not creative, whether you have aspirations to do this career or not. Like, it's a, it's a, like for, the, for a really long time, it was a really fucked up place to be but they promised a utopia to the youth and then let them loose. The youth chided everybody else with a new political religious ideology using the tools that are embedded in humanity, like morality and, uh, you know, shame, guilt, all these things that come out of like abuse and abusive relationships, these things that are in people. uh, They, they use those tools to fucking make society that way. (laughs) And now look at what it is. Like it's it's coming to be one of the greatest powers, uh, uh, one of the next big superpowers. They're going to o- overtake America in the next two years, they say, right? But like, think about living there. Do you know there's a social credit system? It's 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 like mad communist. There's there's huge wealth divide. It's all the problems that America has, but it just has like a Chinese sheen. Do you know? Tiny yeah. Blood. I mean, they're setting us up for World War Three with them. They're running the exact same play that yeah, they ran with Europe repeating. and Russia. That's what they're doing it's, right now. It's history repeating. You look at all these things that have happened before, like every everything that's happened conspiracy-wise, it's all like a, a massive historical game. They're moving the, the pieces around. Like, look, what ha- we're living in such a fucked up world that's so subjective and emotionally crippled, right? It's almost like we're globally the victims of like abusive parents who have like neglected us and you know locked us in the room we're all we're all elizabeth fritzel at the moment right locked in a fucking basement now and again you know daddy comes down and fucks us or whatever and uh we got a couple of kids out of it and we try to you know keep the happiness going making banana bread or whatever but in reality we're prisoners being abused by a society that claims to love us but doesn't Right. And the results are when we're allowed to do the thing, we'd be like, oh, yeah, 
I love this uh, uh, unleavened bread. <laughs> I love this watery soup. It's the most delicious soup ever. Like hunger is a good sauce. If you're starved <laughs> for a really long time, any little thing that they give you, you're yeah. going to take it. That's like, exactly what's going on right now. It's in unprecedented times, but it's not just like... It, 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 it's it's culturally, it's psychologically, it's emotionally, it's all of these things. Like we've been kept apart from our loved ones. So now when we get to meet back together, we won't want to talk about the bad things because we won't want to, because people are so like binarily opposed to these ideologies. Like if you go into a house of people who believe mask wearers, vaccines, blah, blah, blah. And finally you get to see them after a year and a half and you're like, come here, the fucking vaccine shit is a load of wank, isn't it? And everyone's like, oh, not in this house. You don't say that in this house. Yeah. Like that sounds like 1950s Ireland when you're giving out about the priests fucking the children. Oh, you don't say that here now. Yeah. You don't fucking disrespect the church in this house, young man. <laughs> like it's, 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 it's using fucking religion, the rules of religion historically to manipulate culture yeah scientism dude 100 it's scientism but it's like hey man you know what dude i just have a belief that people are waking up and i, I maybe i live in an echo chamber and yeah, that's really fine are. but i believe that people more and more are waking up to this shit and guess what you can't save everybody. And guess what? I watch Animal Kingdom all the time, all these animal videos. And guess what happens to the dumb animals? They get eaten and killed. And guess what? None of the other animals are like, oh, we should have saved them. They're like, better you than me. And that's yeah. kind of my opinion. And I have family members that I love with all my heart. I would do anything for them. But I can't save you. If you want to listen to someone you never met more than somebody in your family who's giving you all this information, there's nothing I can do for you. But I will tell you that I turn around and more and more people are waking up and, and that I believe humanity and a great awakening is coming. And yes, they stole that and they put the cue. I still believe in the things that Q put out. I will say that right now. All the information that came out. There's a lot of it that woke up. I think they told us that so that they would be, so we would be like, oh, they do whatever they want and they'll never get busted. And I think they want us to feel powerless. But I'm using it as, oh, I have to stop waiting for corrupt people to fix corruption. And I'm going to take a step back. I think this vaccine passport shit is fucking falling to the wayside. I think our governor is a retard and he's mm. fucking th trying to hold on to this shit. And maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. That's fine. But I would so rather wake so up with faith. this platform now to officially declare, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Tripoli is running for office oh, in, dude. in California. <laughs> oh, my God. My my uh, porn hi history search Go. would stop that right there. <laughs> okay? It's not <laughs> happening. Followed, <laughs> Sam being followed by two guys like, uh, he's going into the club right now. Okay. Sir, here's your suitcase full of uh, one dollar bills. Like you'd be, it'd be the fucking sketchiest. They'd be like, "Oh my god, he's watching history. porn again." Fuck, yeah. I can't unsee it. Now I'm jerking off the weird shit too. Oh, I'm fucked. I'm quitting the thing, and nice. I'm just gonna really just lean into my vices. I hate this job. Why did I get assigned to Sam Triple? I mean, I am getting to the point where I'm kind of over it, but I still like it weird, and that's just me. And I'm gonna lean into who I am. Gordo, man, it was great. Great to have yeah. you on, dude. I love I the shows where we just talk. There was a whole thing planned about some fucking dude in Australia, but this was a little bit. Dude, let's reschedule you right back, dude. Yeah. Let's get you back. We'll in. do it again. It's it's this thing. I haven't done this in a really long time. You know, um, I haven't I haven't been online with my people since. Uh, 
I think inauguration day because the baby came. Our baby came on inauguration day, and uh, I, I fucking unplugged, bro. I just unplugged from conspiracy life uh, for a little while and tried to, you know, have some head work and trying to get right because, like, fellas like us, the people that are listening at home, you can overdose on this stuff. Yeah, you can get sucked in. Uh, and it's better to get sucked off than sucked in. If you're in sucked in into this thing, I love that. That should be a t-shirt. Yeah. Better to get sucked off and sucked in. If you're fucking deep into this stuff and all your friends are talking about it and this is all, you know, all you're taking in all the time and then it starts to sour. Like a lot of people were mad on the, on, on the, uh, at the end of November. A lot of people were mad on the 20th of January and it's because they were set up to feel that way. Yep. There were forces at work that are changing people's realities by manipulating their emotions. And I know this is a super fucking loosey goosey, you know, uh, non-topic episode. We didn't come in with any kind of preparado. I've been spending a really long time in the last few months, like uh, looking internally, trying to find out like, what do I feel? What do I think? What do I know is true? What do I think is true? What do I want to be true? And how can I go about consolidating those three things together with facts and information, historical context and, you know, considered research and, and consideration, like, like properly thinking about these things. I wanted to uh, have an episode on Project Bluebeam. <sighs> Excuse me, which Are is the... Are you dying, um, dude? No, no, I just have a little chest infection. It's a normal cold. You're dying, dude. It's been a pleasure. We'll things? remember you. <laughs> I got I got that fucking uh, uh the bad AIDS. Um, <laughs> so not the not the good AIDS that you can be like, you know, still famous with. Um so the 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 Project Bluebeam, like I have a bunch of episodes set up for this season, right? Project Bluebeam is one of them. <laughs> where they're going to have like a holographic second coming of Jesus in an alien form and they're going to like fake a bunch of UFOs in order to create like a, a, a moral panic in humanity to delete God from society and, you know, shake everybody's faith in, in our existence and give up all of our secu- uh, all of our freedoms for security against the fake manufactured um uh, alien uh, enemy, right? And I thought, no, like two, like I've planned these like for fucking years out, like all these episodes are planned years ahead. I was supposed to record this uh, last, this time last year, maybe last May, Project Bluebeam. And COVID came along and fucked my studio schedule because Ireland is one of the most lockdown countries in the world. We're yeah. the longest, we, we were one of the longest lockdown where we couldn't go anywhere. And now there's even a little bit of freedom. And we have thousands of children in the streets of Dublin City <laughs> fucking doing LA riots with cans of apple cider, <laughs> just drinking the cider, throwing fucking bottles at the cops, running along cars like it's the fucking purge. Uh, just having a night out, right? That's where we were at in Ireland at the moment. I couldn't have anybody over to the studio. I made a beautiful studio. Couldn't have anybody in it because we were fucking locked down and I wanted to not be a dickhead uh, and obey the rules. And uh, I think I missed the boat on Project Bluebeam because now we live in a society. So. Now we live in a society that's so fucked up that they fucking have an announcement on the 1st of June yep. where the government says that aliens are actually totally, possibly real. UFOs are definitely a thing. And sorry, we lied for 70 years. And everyone just went, oh, 
and then just scrolled past it when they were having that shit looking at those fucking hemorrhoid ads. Do you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck is going on? I really had to take stock of how my brain was operating so I didn't get caught in these mad diatribes about, like, cultural Marxism and cancel culture and all. But it's it fucking takes up so much of your head ram as a conspiracy theorist. It was fun to talk about here, but, like, when, we're, when you're trying to actually get down to brass tacks and actually have discussions, those, like, day-to-day things take up so much of your fucking soul energy, you know? Yeah. Because you have to navigate them on a day-to-day basis. There's a new fucking cancel culture crisis happening every single day where you're going like, fuck, what was he talking about? Have I said that shit? Like, everybody's on age, man. Hyper-vigilant. Fucking anxiety riddled. Guilt and shame riddled for things that we may have done in the past. And it's stopping us from thinking. It's stopping us from talking. It's stopping us from fucking communicating. Honestly, and I think that uh, people are fed up of it. People are getting ready to move on. Well, Gordo, and start talking properly. Let me just say this, man. You know, one of the things that has really helped me is I did a spiritual podcast on Rockfin called Zero, and it couldn't have Zero, happened yeah. at a better time. And you know, and the thing I I preach on the show all the time is that is that it's like you got to look within, man. You know, it's yeah, like, you, do, you know, yeah. when I saw people start losing their minds about child sex trafficking and, you know, and it is a horrible thing and we have to fight tooth and nail, but it's like they're losing their skulls. And yeah. I'm like, what's the point of trying to make the world a better place if you're going to be miserable doing it? So I realized I had to like put stuff in perspective perspective and through zero i you know the whole thing was like change the world change yourself by changing yourself and i i i deal with that on a i think globally by acting locally right and that like little things you know working with my buddies trying to do fun stuff with them and, and, and all that stuff that's how i change the world not you know, by like railing against the system, getting lost and, you know, and again, it's like Eddie Bravo came out here a long time ago going, if I, if, if you don't see it by now, there's nothing I could do for you. But I see people are taking more and more of that perspective. And what, again, whatever you want to say about the Q people, they pulled out their energy, pulled out their money, pulled out their attention into the two party system. And like, even the GOP is struggling for donations right now because nobody wants to put their loosh into the bullshit. So that's why I have more faith. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, I could be, you know, eating it and looking like a piece of shit and I'll, I'll own it, but I will always have faith in humanity. And I will always have faith that we will overcome this small group of people. And with the, f- the fiat dollar dying, dude. Yeah, that, man. They're even more fucked, bro. So I was start, I started going too deep and I started losing faith in, in the future. And then you have a kid and you're like, well, fuck, I have a stake in the future now. Shit. Yeah. Like I thought it was just fucking making dick jokes and telling stories of historical shit that happened and going, <laughs> the CIA have been fucking assassinating people and peddling drugs, causing wars to be able to fund black operations for like, what, 65, 70 years? <laughs> but they wouldn't do it again, like in 2020 and make everybody stay in their house so that everyone becomes so fucking lackadaisical and depressed and downtrodden and introspective and dark minded and suspicious and guilty and broke and 
fucking depressed and lying down all the time and not doing it and that like whatever little scrap of fucking sunshine or whatever little morsel of hope that we give them on the other side of it will just make them do whatever the fuck we say like the CIA wouldn't do that like not that they've been doing it for 70 years but they wouldn't do it again like we'd, we'd know wouldn't we wouldn't we feel it happening when it's happening and the answer is no we wouldn't feel it happening because they're that good at it they've been practicing for 70 years like I have a fucking stake in the future and I want, I want to be able to do it healthily. So like the last six months for me has been going, okay, let's put all the fucking toys back in the toy box. Let's see what, what, you know, what's happening. Um, it's very difficult, man. It's very hard having a head, isn't it? it well, it is if you, if you lose it. Yeah. Very hard having a head. Uh, but I admire what you're doing over there, man. There's a lot of people talking about it. Uh, it's getting bigger and bigger. And that Rockfin thing, like the boys are telling me, you've got like fucking nine shows now. Like, um, <laughs> and uh, what is it? Is it nine? Is it eight shows you got? I, I, you want something? me to actually count it? Tim Fall Hat, Broken Sim, uh, World, Zero. The, the Union of the Unwanted, <clears throat> Cash Daddies, Zero, yeah. Conspiracy Social Club, The Goats, Punch Drunk. Punch drunk. Yeah, so I'm at, I'm at eight. Conspiracy Social Club. I already said it. Oh, did you, did yeah. you count the Patreon? That's one one the Patreon. fat lady. Yeah, I put them all. The Daily Doses. You've got eight podcasts, man. That's a, that's a lot of ears. That's a lot of fucking attention. That's a lot of energy going both ways. I like, only do things I enjoy talking about, and it's yeah, not bro. work if you enjoy talking about with people that you love to talk to about with it. Exactly. So. exactly. Gordo, Thanks tell them where they on, can. Bro. Thanks for having me on. Tell them where they can find you one more time. ThoseConspiracyGuys.com is the website. I'm on all the podcast apps, Those Conspiracy Guys. Type in any topic that you think you might like to listen to. Have a go. Go back in the back catalog. It's all timeless shit, so it doesn't, you don't have to listen to it one after the other. They're long, but they're good. Uh, like Ron Jeremy's dick. And, uh, <laughs> Not anymore, sure dude. It, well, I mean, everyone's <laughs> got to go sometime. But um, make sure that, uh, you know, don't uh, don't expect <laughs> don't expect it to be all like light and you know there's long diatribes and we have deep discussions and sometimes it goes off on tangents and stuff but I think the swarm are uh, and and the, those conspiracy guys crowd are um, very what would you say comparable in uh, sentiment a lot of stuff there a lot of biographies a lot of music uh, music biographies famous people historical events uh, the Vatican is a really good one. Uh, a lot of Ch- Charlie Manson, uh, Jim, Jim Jones, a lot of cults and stuff like that. So, have a look back. Yeah. Nice little historical retrospective. S- and um, yeah, we're on Rockfin as well, so you can check it out there if you're if you're already subscribed with with Sam's. Gordo's crew. going for all the pussy. He's doing crime shows now. True crime. You know where the well, females I do are the true at. True crime shows because I want to explore uh, the ability to be able to get away with murdering a bunch of people. Just do it as a thought project. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I want to uh, just. I'm glad you don't want to get too lost in the chaos and get depressed. So go into murdering everybody and getting away with it. That's gonna that's gonna write your spirits real quick. Uh, look, man, I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to own it. I'm trying to get ahead of the ahead of the badness. You know. Well, I appreciate it. And, dude, I'm not against any of it. I mean, like, I'm open-minded to do it all. I mean, I li- like when we did the Star Wars one, like, that's a nice change of pace. This is a fun conversation. It doesn't have to be, you know, Rothschilds and lizard people and Jeffrey Epstein all the time. I just know people love those conversations. I like, dude, anytime I can do weirder shows, I want to do weirder shows. We got jam, everybody. I hope to see you in Houston Come and hang and get weird, and we will talk to you soon. Love you guys. We go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind.
the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind.